Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Julie Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. covering the earth you know it says darkness covers the earth a thick darkness is over the peoples of the earth when there's a darkness covering the earth what we have to do as Christians is make sure we don't get under that darkness now I know that I talk about this a lot but I think God is on it I think God is on this he's trying to warn us he's trying to put out a call to say, yes, darkness is getting thicker. Yes, oppression, depression, sickness, you know, fear. These things are getting stronger. That's for sure. But he wants us as Christians not to come underneath that or to agree with it, as Pastor Phil said, with our words and agree with it, but to rise up as overcoming victorious warriors as, a, as the kingdom of light. How do, you, how do you fight darkness? Turn a light on. You just turn a light on. You don't need a sword and, and you know, screaming and darkness, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. You just turn a light on. And see, what the enemy would like to do is he would like to tell us as Christians that our light is not bright enough to outshine his darkness. See, he would like to say that his darkness is greater than our light because he's always been in this battle with God. He always wanted to say to God, hey, I think I'm just as good as God. Therefore, Everyone should worship me. Therefore, a third of the angels followed him, and they become angels of darkness rather than angels of light. But two-thirds of the angels stayed with God as angels of light. And we know that Satan cannot create. Therefore, he still has, you know, just do some maths. He still has a third. That's if those... I've all survived those demons because I'm sure a lot of people have sent them back where they belong. And then, so God has two-thirds, but then I know that God creates. Therefore, at any time, he could just create another legion. I mean, and yet somehow, you know, somehow this prince of darkness tries to convince us that his darkness is greater than our light. And in our minds, we start to agree. Oh, mm, it is getting bad. And oh, someone's so sick now. And this and that. And that's happening. And the economy and this and that. And oh, it's getting really hard now. It's like, oh, actually, I feel sick myself. Actually, oh, I think I've got depression. I need to go to the doctor. You know, like, 
We need to rise up and know who we are and know who we are in Christ, in Christ. Not who we are in ourselves. We all know that we're useless. I mean, really. You only have to read the Bible from the beginning of the Bible and know that human beings are a little bit frail and a little bit inconsistent. To put it nicely, we always end up grumbling. We always end up not being satisfied. We always end up, you know, like the Bible says, like a dog back to its own vomit. I mean, to put it even nicer. (laughs) We're human. But we are human with another element. See, we're humans that contain something. We are human that have something supernatural on the inside. I am, yes, I am a human being, but Christ within me. Yes, I am a human being that's given to inadequacies and frailties and uh, confusion and double-mindedness and temptation and bitterness and anger and all these things that I have to overcome. Yes, I am a human being, but... See, what makes me different is that I am not a part of the darkness around me. But if I would just learn where the switch is, then I could turn on the light and the darkness flees. In fact, the darkness doesn't just flee, it disappears. It is no more. You don't just beat it, it's gone when we just turn on the light. So in Colossians, Paul is trying to encourage the church to be thankful, to be thankful for what they have, to be thankful and to remind them of what is inside of them. And I'm just picking it up here in verse 12, and he starts with this giving thanks. He's trying to say to them, giving thanks. Don't forget to give thanks to the Father. This is Colossians 1, sorry, verse 12. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. You have been qualified to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. Of light, for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. Who's excited about that? You've been rescued from the dominion of darkness. You don't need to come under it any longer. You don't need to bow to it any longer. You don't need to be afraid of it any longer. You don't need to run from it any longer. You don't need to live in it any longer. You have been rescued from the dominion of darkness through the Son whom He loves. And it's time to start thanking Him. It's time to start realizing who we are in Christ. And then He goes on in verse 19. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. He's talking about Christ. God was pleased to put all the fullness, now think about it, all the fullness of God 
he put into Jesus Christ. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth, things in heaven, by making peace through the blood, his blood that was shed on the cross. So God put all the fullness of God, all the fullness of who God is, went into Christ. And then through that, he reconciled things to himself. Through that, he made things right. Through that, he walked the earth, and wherever he walked, things changed. Whatever he touched, situations moved. Wherever he went, darkness went and light came. Wherever he went, people were delivered and healed and set free because he had all the fullness of God in him and the power to reconcile all things to himself. Is that right? Through his blood and through the blood that he shed on the cross. Then it says in verse 27, to them, everyone say to them, and then just say to me, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery. Are you ready? The glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Does that mean that all the fullness of God that he placed in Christ Jesus so that all things could be reconciled to him. Does that mean that Christ in us is the hope of glory, that we have the fullness of God in Christ in us and the ability then to reconcile all things? Is that right? Is it really? Do you really believe that? Do you really know that? Or do you just read it and go, that's nice? Do we really walk as if we are the light of the world? Or do we walk around and agree with darkness? Because the enemy wants you to see, the enemy wants you to see yourself the way you think you are. But God wants us to see us the way we are. Have a look at this picture. This is what we think we are. This is what we are. See, if I think in my mind that I am just a part of this darkness and I can't change it and I can't make any difference to it, then I just blend in with the darkness around me. And I become hopeless. I become in despair. I, I lose sight and vision. I lose faith to continue in the Christian walk in the way it should be. I become a nominal Christian. I just turn up to church and go through the motions because I have lost the sight of what I really look like. If you could see yourself in the spirit realm right now, you are a being of light. If Christ is in you and the fullness of God is in you, then you have the ability to walk into any dark situation and flick the switch on. 
And you see, we walk into these dark situations, the light is inside of us, but because we don't know it or recognize it or believe in it, because the enemy has convinced us that we are a part of the darkness, no matter if we're saved or not, because we walk in and we don't believe it, we never actually let the fullness of God inside of us reconcile all things to Him. See, we just we go in there, the light's on. People see the light. They know it. They feel it. They sense it. But we never open our mouths. We never reach forth our hand. We never look into their pain. We just join in their conversation and blend in. You are the light of the world. Matthew 5, 13 to 16. Listen to this. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Wherever Jesus went, wherever he walked, Wherever he was, atmospheres changed. And if Christ is in me, the hope of glory, then atmospheres should change wherever I go. No matter what is going on, no matter how dark the darkness is, the light in me will change that doesn't matter you know we just get so afraid of darkness we just get so intimidated by darkness just turn the light on I remember I used to teach my kids you know when they were little you know just the gullibility and of 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 new age stuff you know and because my daughters were all discerning very discerning, and they would, you know, walk past one of those new agey shops and the incense comes out. They go, oh, don't go near that shop, Mom. Like, that's really evil. And I wanted to teach them that, you know, you could walk into that shop and change the atmosphere. You know, you know as Christians, we don't have to walk around it. We can go right through it. And, you know, <laughs> and so there was this guy out the front. He had this, you know, funny multicolored hat on like they do in his dreadies, and, and he was juggling and he was juggling. And he was trying to encourage people to come in so that he could, uh, you know, do their reading. Because And he was saying that he was channeling spirits while he was juggling, and the spirits were calling you in. And he's juggling. And so I said to my little, little daughter at that time, she was probably about nine, and uh, I said to her, just watch this. And so we walked past. We walked past and I said, in the name of Jesus Christ. He dropped every ball. And she went, oh, mom, that was so cool. Let's do it again. So he turned around, he's juggling again. <laughs> past. And she, can I, can I try it this time? She said, oh, yeah, try it, go. And she goes, in the name of Jesus Christ. He drops every ball. She goes, this is awesome. And I said, see, that is the power that we have. 
you see? And then, and then, then she goes, we, we run past another shop and this guy's, you know, trying to do readings. And he's got this woman, she's paid good money to sit there and get her readings done and he's trying to channel these spirits, you see? And we just stand there watching like that and under my breath I'm just going, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, let Jesus Christ be the owner spirit. And, you know, and then this guy starts going, I don't know what it is. Like there's a blockage. I'm not hearing anything. And Gemma's going, you know. And, you know, I'm not making fun of those people because, like, they're all seeking God, really, at the end of the day. They're probably prophetic, gifted people that have just gone the wrong way. But, but you know, it, we have to understand who we are in Christ, you know, and be able to witness to these people. There's some people from the see-through the, the, um, not see-through movements, from the church that are in, what's that place that's real hippie? Hey? Byron? Is it Byron? What's that church called? Tribal. Yeah, New Earth Tribe. And it's a church that's called New Earth Tribe. I mean, go, and all the, you know, all the church people are going, you can't call a church New Earth Tribe. And they're going, yeah, but we, this is where we live. And where we live is hippies and new ages everywhere. And the Bible says, whatever a man is like, be like that. And so we can reach them. So we're just going to take the light into these places. So these guys look like hippies and they're great. And so they go to the New Age festivals where they're doing like all their tarot card readings and all that sort of stuff. And they set up stalls and they just put like future readings. They put one there and, and then they put something, I think they put something about um, um, it's a funny word they say, something about paintings, but it's, they do paintings and it's like inner, inner paintings or something like that and they have another stall. And so people come along and they just go, yeah, would you like your future read? And they just start prophesying. You know, oh, you know, God says that you have this and you have that and that you were this and you were that and they start crying. They go, who is this God? It's Jesus Christ. It's who it is. And he can save you today, and they get saved, and they're down on their knees in a new age festival. Because we are the light of the world. You know, there was one lady, she was a prophetic artist, and she would cry over people that Jesus was calling. You know, he says, no one comes to the Father, and no one, no one comes to Jesus unless the Father first calls them. And so she would hear, prophetically in her spirit, she would hear the Father calling names. And she would go, Father, show me this person. And she would like cry and she would paint their face of the one that he was calling. And then they would go to these New Age festivals and they'd put the paintings up and just see if that person walked past. <laughs> they always walked past. One girl, she's walking past and she just does a double take and goes, that's me. And the girl said, oh, I was hoping you'd come. And uh, she goes, how did you paint me? You know me? Have you been spying on me? You know? And she goes, no, no, no. She said, and she told her, she said, the father's calling you by name. I heard him calling and I, and I painted your face. I cried over it as he cries over you because, and then she started to tell her her life. He cries over you because this happened to you when you were five and da, 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 da. And the girl's just on her knees, just going like, I'm broken. I belong to Jesus. Like they went to look for another spirit and they ran into the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I had a phone call one day. And this, this girl says, oh, uh, hi. Um, 
Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just looking for like one of those spirit churches. And I said, oh yeah, you've rung to the right place. She goes, yeah, you know, because like, you know, these dark things have been visiting me and I think that they're trying to get me, you know, to, to join them and to, to, you know, I think I've got a gift to read things and do things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, oh, do, do you, can you channel spirits? I said, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, I said, but, but I channel one main spirit. Oh, really? Oh, one main one. Yeah, yeah, one main one. It's called the Holy Spirit. Would you like me to channel him into you right now? And, you know, and she goes, oh. And I start praying, Holy Spirit, just come around her right now on the phone. God, surround her with your love. Be with her, God. And this, this woman gets this white light around her. She says, I see a white light. I said, that's the Holy Spirit. Lean into it. Do you know that I ended up going to that girl's house, leading her to the Lord, and we cleaned her whole house out of the most, all the witchcraft books, all the stuff. We had a big bonfire. We burnt the whole lot, and she, she, she followed Jesus. Because I channeled the Holy Spirit. See, we are the light of the world. A city on a hill. This light should not be hidden. The darkness is not greater. The light is greater than dark. This is a quote from Paulo Kilo, I think his name is. Anyway, I don't know who he is, but I got it off the internet. And, uh, and it says, no one lights a lamp in order to hide it behind the door. The purpose of light is to create more light, to open people's eyes to reveal the marvels around. The purpose of light is to create more light. In the Old Testament, in Psalm 67, in one, verses 1 to 2, it says, May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us. Selah, let your ways be known in all the earth, your salvation among all the nations. See, in the Old Testament, they had to rely on the light on. Let your face shine upon us. And so they had to be at the temple, at the right place, at the right time, doing the right things, making the right sacrifices, you know, making sure they followed all the laws to get the light to shine on them. They had to be where the light was. They had to go to the light, get under the light, and then they would go out and leave the light behind. Then they would go in and get under the light, go out and leave the light behind. But in the New Testament, the New Testament says this in John 8, 12. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. See, we don't need to go in and come out. We don't need to come into church and be in the light and walk out and walk into the darkness. You see, you'll never be in the dark because the light goes with you wherever you go. You don't come in and out of it. You don't come into the church, get the light, go out, and you're out of it. The light is in you, and it's wherever you go. The light goes with you. It's a takeaway light. It's, it's a mobile light. It's in you. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. 
we can make a difference with this light. You know, the light's in you no matter what you're going through. No matter what you are going through right now, let me tell you this, God is not temperamental. He doesn't look down and go, oh, you're having a bad day today. I'm turning the light off. I'm just turning your light off today. You can just walk around in darkness until you learn your lesson. The light is in you. You see, because the light that is in you is not your light. It's not dependent off your good or bad or whether you passed some tests or whether you got some, helped an old lady cross the road today. The light within you is Christ. The same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. It's Christ in you who never leaves you, who never forsakes you. It's the light in you. It's Christ. And you've got to let Christ out and forget about yourself. Oh, I'm in a bad mood today. There's no way light's going to shine out of me. I don't need your light. Just get out of the way and let let the light of Christ get out. I mean, just open your mouth. As Pastor Phil said, say something positive and let Christ out. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Let him stand up on the inside of you. When you wake up in the morning, I always like to say, Christ, stand up inside of me. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Jesus, stand up on this. And I get like a visual, like a visual kind of person. And I can sort of see Jesus inside me stretching legs. And then I'm like, we're good to go. We're good to go. It's Christ in me, the hope of glory. And then wherever we go, we can just, we can just make a difference. You know, there's no way you can go from his light because it's in you. You, you. you know, you can't turn it off. See, once Christ is in you, he's in you. No matter how dark you get, he doesn't change. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. Psalm 139 says this, 7 to 12. This is in the Message Bible. Is there any place that I go, can go to avoid your spirit or the light of your presence? Another scripture says, to be out of your sight. If I climb to the sky, you're there. If I go underground, you're there. If I flow on the morning wings or the far horizon, western horizon, you'd find me in a minute. You're already there waiting. Then I said to myself, oh, he even sees me in the dark. At night, I'm immersed in the light. It's a fact. Darkness isn't dark to you. Night and day, darkness and light, they're all the same to you. Light is the most powerful in the darkest of places. The darker the place is, that's when we start, you know, as Christians, we start folding up. But 
you've got to realize, you've got to start to rejoice. Oh, this is a dark place. Challenge. Challenge. That's why I wore this jumper. I just thought, I don't know whether I look like um, the Tin Man out of The Wizard of Oz, but I tried to look like it was my shining armor. Yeah. It's my thought. So when it's really dark, instead of... Challenge! Let's just see how bright the light is in the darkest places. Amen? Now, my friend Shannon, your friend Shannon, my friend Shannon, is here. And she was sharing a story with me, incredible story, a few weeks ago. And I wanted to come and help you see what happens when an incredibly brave man decides that he's had enough of the darkness and decides to turn the light on. So everyone say hi, Shannon. Hello. Isn't she beautiful? Yes, she is. Now, Shannon, you grew up in a very difficult home situation, didn't you, with your mum? Just tell us a little bit about mum. Yeah. 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 Well, ever since I was a little girl, um, all I remember is mum has just been sick. She's been, um, she's got, um, she's been mentally um, disturbed and she's got schizophrenia. So she's been suffering from that, depression and yeah. Yeah. Very dark. Very, very dark. And so there was times where your mum would just (laughs) not even be there in her head. She you'd wake up in the morning and she'd gone for a walk and she'd yeah. be missing for yeah. a couple of days and come back in her nighty and they didn't yeah. know where she was and yeah. always worrying if she was going to overdose or yeah. if she was going to hurt herself or hurt yeah. someone else. So as a little girl, it was really difficult. You lived in a dark place all the time, always yeah. afraid. Very Not, lonely. Yeah. Um, and I feel sorry for my dad because he's always been there. Yeah. He's right next to her through everything that she's gone through, you know? Yeah. Like you say in sickness and in health and yeah. to death to us but, but like literally you know I've just seen him do it really tough yeah he's been he an amazing husband like some of the things that she told me that he put up with that he and he would just stay and say I love you I'm here with you I'm standing with you just this faithful man and so you watched your mum like that for how many years um 27 years 27 years she, and she would go on medication yep but the medication didn't seem to make a well, lot of difference. She did was it? on the medication constantly. So for the last 27 years that she was diagnosed with um, schizophrenia, she hasn't not not a day has gone by that she hasn't taken it. Every single day she's been on it. Yeah. Yeah. And so still on the medication, <laughs> she would have these outbreaks. She yep. would be hospitalised. Yep. She'd try and kill herself. Yep. She'd try and hurt she's other got, people. She's got voices talking in her head, and they yep. tell her things and demons, and so yeah. She had voices all the time. All she never the time. had peace. All the time. Although she took the years. pills for 27 years, every single day, yet alone, she still has been suffering and yeah. wanting to either hurt herself or hurt someone else. It's yeah. never been pleasant to be around. And, yeah. And, and your dad is a very strong <coughs> Christian man, isn't he? Yeah. And he just stood alongside of her and just supported her. 
one day recently, one yeah. month? Yeah, um, it's month? been 54 days and counting. She's counting. 54 days ago, yeah. her dad... Yep. So this time, uh, so going back um, 54 days ago, um, so say 60 days ago, really, mum had an attack. So she gets an attack quite often. It could be a year or two years later, and then she will get another attack. And um, recently, she's been very bad. So 60 days ago, she was she, they had to sort of lock her up, and she was in seclusion, so she wouldn't hurt herself, and she was in the jackets, and we have no right of visitation whatsoever. So um, while she was there, she was there for three days in the seclusion, and my father just challenged, and the spirit that you were talking about, the inner spirit within you, um, he, my family have been a Christian for over 25 years, um, and my dad has prayed for many people, and, you know, he, we've been a witness of many miracles for others, like cancer and everything, but he's never used the tools that he's always had, but never knew how to use it, really, up until the three days whilst mom was in seclusion, and he challenged with God, and he just asked God that, yeah, you, you just have to use me. You have to use me, and, and he just basically said, when she comes home, I'm going to try this, and he has never tried this before, to pray for her, to hold her and just pray for her and cast those demons out in the name of Jesus, and, and he did exactly that. Yeah. He did exactly that. Yeah, and you're saying that you saw and everyone saw an incredible breakthrough. So amazing. He just stood in faith, this yeah. man, and said, well, actually... Either this is true or it's mm. not. Mm. And this is not right, what's happening to my wife. Therefore, mm. I'm going to stand in the gap. Mm -hmm. And he said to her, no more medication from today. Yep. He said we threw yeah. it down the drain, yeah. through the medication. Yep. I'm not all telling gone. people to do that, by the way. Yeah. That's, I'm not saying no. all go through your medication. That's not what I said. Don't no. say that. Don't, <laughs> don't put it on Twitter. Do not do that. This situation was what God told them to That's do. It. And it's the faith, like it's set up yeah, faith, he had faith within him. And yeah. whilst God the three said. days that, exactly. God, God, God revealed to him. He yeah. had the vision. Yeah. As he told us that the three days has just been really, really just painful. Very heartbreaking. Um, so he prayed for her. He prayed for her. As soon as she came back um, from the hospital and she could be sent home under, under, the, under my dad's garden. Yeah, um, yeah he just... He asked her if that was okay, can I just pray for you? And of course she was like, yeah. And I don't know if he's ever prayed. I mean, he's prayed for her, but he's never had God vision him and tell him that you can do this. Go yeah. ahead. Use the tools. Use, and then the whole faith yeah. thing is a, is a huge thing to step yeah. out. Like we all know everything yeah. and what we should be thinking and how positive or yeah. yes I can do this but to actually stand there in faith and to ask in the name yes. of Jesus come on it's like okay what have I been waiting for all these years so he did that he had he nothing to lose exactly so yeah um and he just held her and he just prayed with her and he could feel and he was just casting the demons out and and just um shouting out and you could he said he saw amazing result after that because she's shaking and and there's all these voices and all these noises coming out of her. And it was just incredible. It yeah. was. And, and, then she, and then after that, like within, within a few minutes, he's asked her, how, how have you felt? Like, can, can you say anything to me? And she's like, it's all quiet. Like, the voices have stopped. She couldn't believe it. So she's been set free. Yeah. She's been set free. 
So it's 60 days yes. and counting and that she has not had a voice in her head, that no she has not taken a tablet, Amen. and that she is well. In Jesus' name. Amen. In his glory. Woo! Come Amen. on. We can do all things. <laughs> Oh, what a testimony. Thank you, Shannon, for sharing that. I just so appreciate that. Can you see what happens? I mean, I'm not, you know, you don't have to, you know, but just be a light. Just be a light where you are. You are the light of the world. Let's just have a look at that picture again, Tim. How do you see yourself now, now that we've spoken, now that it has been illuminated to you? How do you see yourself tonight? Do you see yourself blending in still? Or do you see yourself illuminating the dark place? Do you see yourself as a light that can be turned on in Jesus' name? It says in Philippians 2.7, And I'll have the band up for this, please. I want you to hear this scripture. It's talking about Jesus. This is probably one of my most favorite scriptures in the Bible. Because he said, it says here, he made himself nothing. The Bible says he actually emptied himself. He actually made, so God put everything in him, the fullness of God, and Jesus chose to empty it, make himself nothing, taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. He emptied himself so that you would be filled. We must never forget the cost, the price that was paid. He emptied himself so that you would be filled. He did not empty himself so that you could remain empty. He didn't empty himself so that you could see yourself blending into darkness. He emptied himself so that you would be filled to all the fullness of God and reconcile everything to Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, God. Thank you, God. There's so many people in this room that can make a difference. You know, if each one of us would get this revelation... And let the Holy Spirit out of the box, Jenny. Let the Holy Spirit out of the box. And walk into dark situations and shine the light of God. We could, we could, we could change the world. Just what's in this room. Why are we always waiting for someone else to do it? Why are we always waiting until we're in a good mood or until I've prayed enough or fasted enough and until I feel spiritual, until I get goosebumps, until I feel electricity in my hand. See, Christ is in you 
all the time. Christ in you, the hope of glory. You are the hope of the world is in you. The hope of the world is in you. You go into a situation where kids are, you know, trying to kill themselves, getting depressed. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. You go into a situation and it's a dark place in your family life like this. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. You go into your school and Kirsty, I see you going into your school. I see you being such a light young lady in that school. I don't know if you see it or not. I don't know if you can even understand the light that God has placed inside of you. But I see you being a light in your school. Kirsty, I see you witnessing And I see you bringing many people to Christ. I see you filling up this youth group with kids from Wyong High just by what you say and what you do. Because God's given you a voice, young lady, and he's given you an ability to communicate to those kids like none of us can. I could go in to that school and I could preach to those kids and they could all just do raspberries at me. But you go in there, you have something on you where they're going to say, tell me about it. Tell me what you've got. What have you found? What's inside of you? Kirsty, don't run away from God. Run to him. Get to every meeting you can get to. Get to every altar call that is offered. Get hands laid on you. Get to every Friday night youth and believe that God is going to put something so amazing in you that will change a high school. When do you leave school? This year? Are you in year 12 now? How long have you got to change that school then? Hey, 44 days. You just heard this lady's life was changed in 60. Do you think in 44 days you can shine a bit of a light in that place? It's a now thing. It's a now thing. It's a now thing. Don't underestimate yourself because you're young. Ollie, the light of God is going to come into this youth group, and I'm telling you, it will be unstoppable. You make those kids believe in themselves. You speak into them. You tell them to get up. These young ones that are coming, they're bringing their families, they're bringing their sisters, they're coming to church because they've seen something. They believe in something. And you put that in there. You put Christ in them. Now you make it live, amen. And it's going to live. It's going to live. Amen. We're living in exciting days. Exciting days. What happened to you, Carly? Come on. Come and tell me about what you told me on Facebook. Come on. Can I tell them? Okay, I don't remember. So you have to whisper it in my ear and I'll tell them. So she's walking on the beach. And then what happened? Here's this girl, she's walking on the beach. And she sent me this on Facebook. She said, I just had to tell you. I'm walking along the beach and the next minute I know... I don't know, God, Holy Spirit, Jesus, someone's walking with me. I mean, he's walking with me. He's talking to me. And he tells me that he loves me, not to be worried, and he covers me with flowers. He just covers me with flowers. And she just sends me a Facebook message. I just thought I needed to tell somebody. I said, wow. (laughs) Woo! Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you just close your eyes right where you're sitting right now. Oh, you're so beautiful, Lord. 
pray this prayer, Lord, forgive me. Pray it with me, Lord, forgive me for hiding this light. Forgive me for believing in the darkness more than I believed in the light. Forgive me for thinking that I had to have some standard of Christianity before you would shine through me. I understand now that it's Christ in me, the hope of glory. Fill us, Lord. Fill us to overflowing tonight with your Holy Spirit. And very soon, you know, we're going to We're going to close the service and let you go if you want, but I want to stay and lay hands. I feel like I've got an anointing tonight for impartation, for people to really go to another place in their walk with God. I feel like I've got breakthrough anointing on my hands tonight in my spirit, and I want to lay hands on people tonight. I really feel that. I feel like, you know, there's times there's different anointings that you feel on you as a minister, and I know tonight it's like an electricity. I can feel it in my hand right now. It's like electricity, and I feel like it's going to just go into people and it's going to shift things in Jesus' name. We're going to do that in a minute. But right now, with every head bowed, I just want to know if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You see, we've talked about all these things, Christ in me, Christ in you, the hope of glory. But you see, for Christ to come in, you need to ask Him in. He's a gentleman. And He has died for you. He has paid the price for you. And He wants to come and live inside you and give you new life. But it's your choice. You need to ask. And there's a little prayer that we can pray right now. There's a little prayer that we can pray that will allow Jesus to come in. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Whoever opens the door, I will come in. Tonight, as every eye is closed, you might just feel like your heart is beating a little faster. You might feel like I said before, like he's calling your name. You might feel like there's someone knocking on the door of your heart. Then you need to answer the door. You need to say yes to Jesus tonight, and I'll pray with you. If that's you, just raise your hand and say, every eye closed, no one looking around. Just say, Julie, that's me. I want to do that. I want to make sure that Jesus lives inside of me. Is there anyone? Is there anyone here? Just a couple of minutes. Is that a hand up there? Yeah, there's one. Thank you. Is there anyone else? Come on. Come on. Just want to make sure that Jesus lives in me. I want to ask him into my heart tonight. In Jesus' mighty name. Okay, we're going to say this prayer together. You just say that with all your heart, sister. God's going to come. Say, dear Jesus. I believe in you. 
I believe you are the light of the world. I give my heart to you. Give my life to you. Come and live inside me. Forgive me of all my sin. Wash me clean. I choose to live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.